You're listening to Paideia, and today we have a little break from the Hunger Games, um, a special episode featuring the flute. Today I wanted to take the chance to highlight the work of a woman in a field dominated by white men. This semester, in my applied flute lessons, I played this piece by Princess Anna Amalia of Prussia. It's a sonata for flute and for, um, it also has uh, basso continuo, which would be played on a harpsichord um, and could also be played on a cello or on a any keyboard instrument, but at the time it would have been harpsichord. Um, so I worked on this piece um, this semester and I really enjoyed playing it. It was the first time, I think, ever that I have played a piece by a woman on my flute. In all the years that I've been in concert bands, I don't think I've ever played a piece by a woman. In choirs, I have sung pieces by women, and I've had directors and teachers who have been conscious about trying to program works that highlight the work of women, especially being in a treble choir, which is made up of mostly people who identify as females. We sing works by women in that setting, but I can't remember ever playing a work by a woman on flute, so this was really exciting for me. So now you'll get to hear the first movement of the sonata, and it is titled Adagio. I hope you enjoy!
This piece is especially unique because it's from the Baroque era. The Baroque era is one of the earlier periods of classical music and probably the earliest period of flute music. Um, it's right around when the modern flute got invented. Um, of course, there were ancient, more folk wooden flutes before then, um, but the Baroque era was really when the modern flute um, became popular and got invented. Now, the composers of the Baroque era were people like Bach, Handel, Telemann, um, you know, those are the big names of Baroque music. Um, so, to have a woman composer and a piece by a woman that is so old, I found really unique, um, especially being a time um, in Europe when women perhaps didn't have as many rights and they had um, much more defined duties and gender roles and perhaps they didn't get to do all they wanted. Um, so I really enjoyed um, playing this. I personally love playing Baroque music. I always have enjoyed it. I've played some Bach sonatas and they're just so beautiful. I played Handel and I just like the lines and the feel of it and um, I don't know, for some reason the music of the Baroque era just, you know, speaks to me and with Baroque music it's also really fun to perform and to play because the articulations and the ornamentations, they're not written in. Today, modern editors will go in and write them in, but it's kind of up to you to interpret and it's up to you to um, figure out how you want to ornament the piece, how you want to articulate the piece, how you want to convey meaning. And that can be a really fun process of playing around and figuring out. Um, when I do it, I do a lot of listening to the piece and I listen to a lot of others perform the piece and I listen for what they do and then I try it out and I try out different things and it's just a really fun process of exploration. So I was really pleased with playing this piece. Um, when my professor asked me what I wanted to play this semester and work on, I said, I'd really like to play something by a woman. I had gone to a few recitals early in the year where the whole program for these flute recitals was works by women um, to highlight that and to play more sort of diverse repertoire from the flute canon and bring awareness to it. Um, and those recitals were really great and I was like that got me thinking about how 
I've never played something on my flute that was composed by a woman, and I wanted the chance to do it, and, you know, it was my last semester taking lessons, and, you know, I think music will always be a part of my life, but I don't know in what capacity that will look like. Um, I don't think I'll be taking flute lessons or um, performing, you know, solos on my flute. Um, you know, maybe I'll find a community orchestra or community band to join um, so I can keep playing, but, you know, now that I'm done with college, my music life will look different. Um, and, you know, I've always loved music and still do, and it's something that I want in my life forever, which is one of the reasons I chose the college I chose, was to be able to participate and keep playing music. Um, but now that that's over, I'm going to have to figure out how to keep it in my life, and that's kind of daunting. Um, anyway, I thought, like, if not now, when will I get the chance to do that? So, a little bit more about the composer, Anna Amalia of Prussia. So, she was um, part of the royal family of Prussia. And she played, she was the 12th child of Frederick Wilhelm I and Queen Sophie Dorothea, the younger youngest sister of Frederick the Great, um, and she was born in Berlin. Um, she was one of some of the members of the royal family who devoted her time and her life to music. Um, and someone in her family, I don't exactly remember which royal figure it was, loved the flute. Um, and so she composed a lot of works, composed some works for the flute because of that. Amalia played several instruments, including the flute, her royal brother's instrument, so her brother really liked the flute. Um, she was especially talented in keyboard instruments. Um, she was also a great collector of music. Um, so she collected some valuable pieces, um, and she developed a great musical library, including manuscripts and prints from Palestrina to C.P.E. Bach and Haydn, both Baroque composers, and also J.S. Bach, Johann Sebastian Bach, um, Amalia could afford these acquisitions because she was unmarried and had income as the abbess of Quedlinburg, um, and she gave her library to Berlin. Um, the, and her collection in 1914 was moved to the Prussian State Library. Um, so... Yeah, that's a little bit more about Anna Amalia, part of the royal family, and her brother loved 
the flute and she played the flute and wrote for the flute um, to please her brother. So that's a little bit more background about the piece. Now, here is the second movement of the sonata entitled Allegretto. I hope you enjoy it. So, while playing these movements, one thing I notice about these that's um, a little unique or perhaps different than other Baroque music I've played 
is that there's more syncopation in these. So syncopation is when you're off the beat. So, um, you know, being on the beat would be like, da, 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 da. Syncopation's more, so like if I clap the beat, syncopation's like, ba, 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 ba. So I'll play a little bit. So if I'm snapping, here's the beat, and here's the syncopation. So it's kind of like off the beat. So that's one thing that's unique. And also, while playing the second movement, something that stood out to me was that she packs a lot of notes into her pieces. I am not perhaps performing this second movement up to performance tempo um, because my fingers can't quite move that fast, but um, if you know about music, the rhythms and like the notation um, are like divided. So you have your quarter note, which is a whole beat, and you have an eighth note, which is half a beat in like four four time. Um, then you have sixteenth notes, which is one fourth of a beat, um, but in this, in this second movement, um, Allegretto, I encountered, um, like, 64th notes. So, like, very many school parts of the beat. So, very, um, broken up, a lot of notes fit in there. Um, the rhythm was very unique and challenging, and I encountered rhythms I'd never seen before, Although, that happens a lot um, whenever I play a new piece. I also noticed a lot of triplet, um, like she uses a triplet motive throughout, and so the triplet is like the feeling of like, one, two, three, one, two, three, triplet, triplet. Um, so she uses that, and um, I don't think it's uncommon in Baroque music, um, but... I'm just glancing at um, some of um, Handel's work. I have a book of a lot of his sonatas. Oh, I do see one piece where he uses triplets, but a lot of his work does not. And a lot of the world music that I personally played has not used um triplets as much as Anna Amelia, Amalia. She also kind of moves between like um, the, you know, more eighth note and triplets um, more than perhaps other composers. Um, and, you know, moving between like, you know, an eighth note to like a that's a hard skill and um, it is done in later music I don't see it as much in Baroque music so that is something interesting to note um, yeah I really enjoyed playing this sonata 
Um, there is a third movement, which unfortunately I did not get to learn. Um, it's in a different meter. So meter is kind of like how time is organized in music. The first movement, Adagio, da, 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 um, that goes like this. That's in um, simple meter, so beats are divided. Oh, I guess it changes because there's some triplets, but um, its time signature is 3-4. So there's three beats in measure. The quarter note gets the beat. The second movement is in 4-4. Four, four. four beats in a measure. The quarter note gets a beat. And then the third movement is in 3-8. So that means an eighth note gets the beat. And I'm going to do something that I probably shouldn't do. But I'm going to try to sight read it, which means I haven't played it, I haven't practiced it, and I'm going to try to play it so you get an idea um, so of what it would sound like. So in 3-4, you'd think like 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, or more often it's thought of as 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3. Um, so I'm going to see if I can play this. I'm going to probably go slower than it is supposed to go, but we'll see. So it goes something like that. Um, if I'm clapping the beat, it goes one, two, three. <laughs> So, um, it kind of has a different feel being in 3 8 than the rest of the movements. Um, I kind of butchered that sight reading, but maybe it gives you a little bit of an idea. Um, you can find um, recordings of this sonata on Baroque Flute on YouTube. Baroque flute is a little different than the modern flute, um, and so the key is different because the instruments are pitched differently. Um, anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode, and I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit more about um, Anna Amalia of Prussia and her um, composition.
Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Paideia. I hope you enjoyed it. And next time we'll be back with the Hunger Games. Have a great day.